listening to Beyond Infinity. We have Tony Hayes, a retired scientist, PhD in physics from Cambridge and a PhD in psychology at Nottingham University, also does the U3A lectures. Uh, this is the University of the Third Age. So uh, great to have Tony here again in the studio with us. Let's move on to how do you image a black hole? Because this was done recently, the Event Horizon Telescope and an international collaboration of scientists from around the world uh, using telescopes at far-flung locations and, and combining the data in a very clever way to actually give us the first image of a nearby black hole, an enormous object. I think the mass is calculated to be about 6 billion times the mass of our sun. So we're talking about something that that is enormous, but quite compact, because that's the nature of a black hole. It's a, it's a very, very dense object. Tell us about how they imaged it. And uh, we, we've, we've touched on it in this program before, but you had a bit more to add to that. Well, they imaged it using what's known as an aperture synthesis telescope actually it's, it's a radio telescope but aperture synthesis means that you can actually make a huge telescope out of various components and in fact this young lady who came up with the algorithm for doing this Katie Borman age 29 she was a PhD student at the time she calculated that if you had a telescope the size of the earth you might be able to take a photograph of a black hole. It, it's as if you're taking a photograph of an object the size of an orange on the surface of the moon. So it's got to have an incredible amount of resolution. Yep. So how do you get a, photo, a, a, a telescope the size of the Earth? Well, she came up with the idea that you could have six radio telescopes dotted around the Earth. The technique is you touched on is very long baseline interferometry. This is that, that method of combining uh, data being collected from different locations around the world. So it was a series of, of, of radio telescopes that were sort of grouped together to give this image. Uh, telescopes were at Hawaii, Arizona, Spain, Mexico, Chile, and the South Pole. Mm. And the problem is, of course, that these telescopes are all on a moving platform. The Earth is rotating. Mm. And not only is it rotating around its axis, it's moving around the sun as well. And you've got to collect data, data being electromagnetic radiation, not from the black hole itself, because that's absolutely black. That doesn't give out any radiation. But the accretion disk around the black hole is extremely hot, and that radiates. But you're picking up very small amounts of radiation, so you've got to have a long exposure. Mm -hmm. And how on earth do you have a long exposure if you've got a moving platform? I mean, you know you can't take a decent photograph if you've got camera motion. Mm. Well, she worked out the mathematics of piecing together these tiny bits of information that were coming into this moving platform, uh, you know, in order to stabilize the platform as if it were a stable platform. A, a, a huge bit of mathematical calculations so, she worked out how to do it so imaging algorithms to fill in the gaps of data yeah that were missing from each of those rotations that each telescope made uh, and so she made in effect a telescope the size of the earth mm. and and with that telescope 
they looked at the black hole. Well, they didn't choose the black hole in the center of the Milky Way, the near one, mm. for a very good reason. Although it's there and we know about it and we know about its mass, it hasn't got a very, very uh, active accretion disk. Accretion disk is where material is being fed into the black hole. It's whirling round in a, a, a circle, spinning round, getting incredibly hot and being sucked into the black hole. The amount of material going into a black hole depends on the amount of material available, amount that's local to the black hole. And there's not much, apparently, near the black hole in the center of our galaxy. So they looked at one that was some distance from the Earth. In fact, 55 million light years mm-hmm. from the Earth. And this is called Messier 87. That's right. Mm. And now it, it's actually 6.5 billion times the mass of the Earth. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a huge, huge black hole. Mm. Um, and it has the, a very sorry, the mass of the sun. Six and a half billion times I'm the sorry, mass of the sun. I'm sorry, the mass of the sun. Which yes, makes it, even, makes it much, much bigger. 6.5 <laughs> billion times the mass of the sun. Um, and it's a, a, a very active one in the sense that it has a very active accretion disk. And lo and behold, they got the picture. And this, this wonderful um, photograph of her on the on the web when she first sees the picture and it looks very much like what she expected, a sort of donut picture with a hole in the middle, mm. the hole being the black hole. Mm. And from the dimensions of this ring, th- th- they can test the predictions of the size and shape of this thing, which basically is Einstein's work. And lo and behold, Einstein got it right yet again. Mm. And, and then it, it actually tied in with science fiction as well because there was a film recently made by a guy called Christopher Nolan, a very well-known English filmmaker, and uh, it was called Interstellar. It gave people an idea of what a black hole looked like because they consulted with you know, very uh, well-known scientists and people who were experts in the field to advise their, their computer graphic designers who were creating the sets and the backdrops for this film of what a, a black hole looked like. So everyone had quite a, a well-developed idea from films like that, not just Interstellar, but others like it, of what a black hole would look like from science fiction. And that was actually borne out by this image taken by the Event Horizon Telescope earlier this year. Yes, it, indeed, and there would have been a few red faces had it not been born out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's good that it was, and apparently the image that they've taken can, will actually be improved from that data. They released it sort of as soon as they could, as soon as they had something to release, because there was a lot of mm. expectancy uh, and anticipation. But they actually are saying that over time, they will refine that image and it'll become sharper, so we'll get more detail out of it. And as you mentioned, they're also in the process, the same group, the Event Horizon Telescope scientists and those same telescopes, the six telescopes, different places on the Western Hemisphere of the Earth. I believe there are some additional ones soon to be added to enhance the resolution. They're in the process of, of imaging the, the centre of our Milky Way, which also has a, a, a black hole, but one which is harder to see. It's not as large, doesn't have the mass, and doesn't have the clear accretion disk that uh, Messier 87 does. Look, this is another window on the universe. Uh, And and in the last two or three years, we've had two new ways of looking at the universe. We've had the LIGO telescope, Mm. which enables us to look at gravity waves. Mm. And lo and behold, they're finding more and more of those things. Mm. And now we've got this aperture synthesis 
a telescope the size of the Earth, which enables us to look at, at, at black holes. And in fact, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a much bigger aperture synthesis telescope using, using satellites going around the Earth. Right. You may be able to shed a bit on this. Is um, There's a thing called the, the Square Kilometre Array, the SKA uh, telescope, that's a radio telescope also. And it's doing a similar thing, but it's going to have... Uh, series of radar dishes out in the desert of western australia there's also some in new zealand and there's some in south africa and those sites have been chosen for their radio silence so they need places that aren't mm. next to big cities or airports or sort of buzzing with uh, electromagnetic radiation which would disturb the measurements that's in the process of being built there's a there's kind of a, a prelude to that i think it's called the murchison telescope in, in western australia that's already getting data but the thing that's being built at the moment with international collaboration international funding is the ska the square kilometer array that's in the process of being built and when that is finished that will apparently give us i mean just the the amount of data that's being collected and the amount of data that was being collected by the event horizon telescope to image messier 87 was enormous we're talking petabytes of data so big that they actually had to be for it to for the data bit to be collated and um and and synthesized into the image which we've all seen that donut um at the center of messier 87 they actually had to take discs hard drives effectively or flash drives with petabytes of data they had to fly them they were too big to send over the internet or through fiber optic cable they actually had to physically take them to i think it was in germany where they were processed i think it might have been germany and america um, where they were processed and collated into the final image that we saw so the amount of data that's going to be collected by the square kilometer array requires supercomputers and banks of them not just one so we're talking about huge amounts of data that's being collected to to even give just one image. Indeed, and and it, and, and how nice that it, this very large telescope is going to be in Australia. Yes, yeah. and South Africa and New Zealand as oh, well. well. They, they yes. all competed for it. There was a comp. There was quite uh, heavy competition, and uh, in the end, they compromised and said, "Well, we'll put it in all of you. We'll, well share it, it. it. It'll be a, an extremely powerful radio telescope in its own right, but th- it'll also, as you say, link up with other telescopes to." synthesize apertures it, mm. it, it'll be part of the system mm. so it's using that same technique that very long baseline interferometry which is in, what in, the event horizon telescope indeed used. it is yes mm. yes mm. were you surprised by that image that you saw of of the center of a black hole or i mean what did you think when you saw it because there was a big countdown i actually watched <laughs> there was a live stream uh, from Germany or, you know, a simulcast from America and Germany when the, the two places that had all the data that collated it and ran those algorithms to, to form that image. There was a lot of excitement, a huge build-up. And I'd have to say I actually found it a little bit of an anticlimax because it was too like what was expected. It wasn't exotic enough. Well, I... I what, what occurred to me was what would have happened had we been edge-on to the accretion disk like you sometimes see the rings of Saturn edge on and you just see a thin line. You don't actually see the rings. And right. Had we been edge on to the accretion disk, I guess it might have been very disappointing. Yeah. But for, fortunately, we were not edge on and it's a slightly sort of distorted circle. Mm. Um, no, I, 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 was, I, I had not had the benefit of seeing the, the film. So yeah. I didn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think a, a donut would be what I expected and how nice that they got the donut. Mm, yeah. 
well, it will be great if they can refine that image and give us more detail. I believe that with the black area in the middle of the donut, it's the shadow of the event horizon on material that's close to the black hole. It's not actually the black hole because the black hole, it has no light. You can't see it. Well, well the light can't escape from it. That's right. And, I have, and there is a film on the in, in, internet about interpreting that image, and it is quite complicated. Mm. That There's more in there than meets the eye. Yeah, it's a big yeah. image, even, even if you... Yeah. I mean, at the moment... You don't get any more sort of visual detail by looking at it in high resolution, mm. but you can. I think you can download a 200 plus megabyte version of that image we've all seen of the donut. And as you say, there's there is detail that a scientist yes. can get out of that, including that measurement of six and a half billion solar masses. That comes yeah. from the image. That's directly inferred from that image. Yes. Somehow. Yes. By yes. mm. some very clever mathematics, I think. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter. <laughs>